ladies and gentlemen, here we are. We have arrived. Episode 322. Myself and the guy I'm about to mention, we've been here for about 300 and, I don't know, like 18 of them or something. Uh, the other guy I'm going to mention, he's been here for all of them. Uh, and he's so professional, he changes my settings on our Twitch stream live. That's right. You can join us over on twitch.tv, Weekly Games Chat. This is Weekly Games Chat. We are a podcast about video games and news, and we talk about them every week. So if you want to watch how the show's made, hop on over to Twitch. If not, wherever you've just downloaded us from, thank you, thank you, thank you. My name is Sean. I'm going to stop rambling now. And as he finishes his drink, I'm going to introduce a man today. If you're wondering what he has on, well, you should have been in Twitch. I'm kidding. He has on a Cuphead shirt that I did notice and Chris noticed as well. He's had a while. I knew it. Chris didn't. Ladies and gentlemen, it's John. John, what's up, sweetie? How you doing? Well, I don't know why Chris doesn't know why I didn't have this because I wore it one time. And the first thing he said was, you didn't even play that game. That right. was what I was I re- thinking right now. <laughs> was he like- was thinking that. He, he, but, you know, it is what it is. And you just heard him, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, our our audio technical wizard himself, Chris. What's up, Chris? How you doing, buddy? Doing okay. Really hoping this is the week that Tom Segura does not make an appearance on the uh, Twitch stream. <laughs> that would be that would be most unfortunate speaking of our twitch stream as we went live today we had a new follow if we ever catch those live during the recording uh we do want to give a shout out do you have that name again chris i couldn't read it it's very small on my screen because i'm monitoring a lot of things that's what she said and uh if you just follow i think your name was like hollow something or holo uh what's up thank you so much for that follow and if you do swing by our twitch.tv stream Make sure you smash that follow button so you you know kind of know when we go live. It's generally when we're all together on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. Um, that's because we're recording the podcast that you're hearing today. Mm-hmm. Boys, what have you uh, gotten into today? Um, if we need a little help getting it shook up, my friend Chris told me today that I needed to watch a trailer about Spiderman. And I did. I did. So that is if we need a if we need a leadoff spot on the intro, that's a good place to start. Yeah, boy, oh boy. Yeah, I feel like it's uh, the trailer everyone's been waiting for. Which, not to say they had the Eternals second trailer last week, and I thought that did a very good job of selling that movie compared to the initial one. But uh, this was the one, you know, I'd say this is easily what the most hyped and probably anticipated since uh, since uh, Endgame right of all yeah, of the marvel at least, stuff yeah though yeah. i guess well far from home is after endgame so actually no i take that back the the most hype since uh far from home the last spider-man movie true but i don't feel that was i mean i, I agreed with you because i didn't feel that was as hype as this one because there's been a there's been a lull in actual yeah you know like movies at the theater with the mcu in mind and all that stuff and this one's super dope because i'm like checking out right Chris is watching me, watching me watch it. And I'm like, I don't know. Cause the, the theme of the first couple of minutes of the trailer, it's kind of like, I don't, I don't want to see this. Like, I don't want to see, you could kind of, and then boom, something happens. And I'm like, yo, I'm back in. I'm in. I can't wait. Popcorn. Let's do this. Nachos, big drinks, candy, movie time, baby. John, did you happen to catch this trailer? Yeah, the first time I watched it was um, in bed last night with the sound off. Yeah. You should try that. <laughs> Is it? You should always try that. Like, if you're looking, if you're excited for a new trailer, try it with the sound off first. Yeah. 
and then try it with the sound on completely different trailer. You have, you realize you had no idea <laughs> what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, I, I mean, for anybody, it seems like a silly premise mm-hmm. to jump. Hey, comics, but it's like, when everybody knows who I am. Can we right. change it? I mean, we'll see how it goes, but you know, it seems like a yeah. whole lot of mess gets started because of some sort of silly inclinations of an angsty teen. So, so yeah, we, we wouldn't spoil anything cause it's a trailer, mm-hmm. right? The only thing that we may spoil for you, if you didn't see Spider-Man far from home, I mean, that's on you. It's been that movie's old. Yeah. yeah. Two years now. <laughs> so Mysterio at the end of that movie, he lets out who Peter Parker is, that he is Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And you're going, you're thinking, oh, crap. So this is this movie kind of picks up right there. Peter's dealing with, uh, the trailer picks up, and Peter's like, John's hand, right now. <laughs> then I'm, that's the part where I'm watching it, and I'm going, I can't deal with that the whole movie. What gets me, though, is the introduction of a certain character that I love, and that is one Doctor Strange himself. Steven, if you will. Steven. Exactly. And when Steven comes on the screen, I can't believe that he falls into the, oh, you know what? I can, I can, I got spells. Let's do this. Yeah. Uh, but there, there may be more to the story. Maybe that puts danger on heroes or something that, and that's his point of view on why he decides to do this spell. But how did you describe it, Chris? It looks like uh, Spider-Man, but Inception or something because of some of the graphics. Well, yeah, some of the scenes. I was like, wow, okay. Someone really likes the way Inception looks with the folding seas, which I guess they had a little bit of that in the original Doctor Strange movie, but it was like looks, tenfold looks, on this one. Looks like Inception. Well, you know, like when they're the sitting, buildings are folding yeah, and flipping and everything. stuff like that. And that yeah, was I'm in. Out. I'm out. Yeah. But, um, oh, he's. He, uh, he just we just got debated it, he totally just set us up for that it's interesting to watch this because like for anyone who read the comics there's a thing in civil war they just could not do when they did that movie because of the fact that was literally the first time in the mcu they introduced spider-man right to that right. universe so now it's like they're like you know what screw it let's let's give it a ride and actually pull some other stuff in from uh from the comics that happen and maybe do a different take on them than what's there um and and do something that helps set up other things because we all know uh, or at least if you've seen the title for the next Doctor Strange m- movie I would guess this kind of plays into that as well. Uh, I I haven't do you know the title of it? Uh I believe it's Doctor Strange and the Multiverse Madness is what it's called. I mean oh. and everything's leading to this like Anyone who watched Loki, it's hinted yeah. at. Anyone who watched WandaVision, it's hinted at. So, you know, there there's stuff coming. <laughs> yeah, and um, uh, I, I, not only that, but I recently, Chris, did you, I think you saw my text or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was not meant to reply on, so this is not a call out. But uh, Shang uh, Shang Chai Shang Chi, how do, how do I need to say it? I don't know. Either way works for you right now. I'm going to you, get corrected. I'm not. I'm not the person to ask that. I'm going to get hate mail, but that actually <laughs> got reviewed, and I, I happened to see it on IGN one day. It got like an eight from them. Yeah. So I may. Uh, I, I I'm probably going to skip this unless one of you two watch it and say no. You it's, it's worth a watch. I don't. I don't know how you guys. You, you seem to know more about MCU than me when it comes to actual other characters and the big like Avengers and stuff like that. Well, I mean. Tim rings has always been a cool element 
out there. So we'll see. Uh, it's not something that's like at the highest of like the, yeah, I, I definitely really haven't been paying attention, but at the same time, that can always be a good thing because you go in, you don't really have expectations. You haven't watched a lot. So you haven't had really much spoiled for you and you just go in and you enjoy it. You know, like I think John, you might've been a little bit like that with suicide squad, right? Like where you really didn't know too much about going in. And it's like, you go in, you're like, Oh, okay. This is a fun time. Didn't have any expectations. Hey, look at that. Stallone's a shark. Can't go wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Remember that time uh, Stallone was a shark? I do. <laughs> this uh, this Shang Chi movie's got like a ninety two percent right now. Oh wow! Good for them. Is that crowd or critic? Huh? Critic? Is I'm that guessing? crowd or critic? Critic. Critic. Yeah, I mean, right crowd now crowd doesn't open crowd. up until the right. movie releases. I mean, I didn't know if some. I guess everybody's a critic, but I know somebody got their hands on it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, I there was some sad news. I don't know if you guys saw this break today, but. If you are a fan of the Rolling Stones, yeah, Charlie Watts. Charlie Watts has passed. He was obviously the longtime drummer for the Stones. He was eighty. Yeah, he had. Uh, they were making up COVID dates from last year, and he said that he wasn't gonna be able to do it, so that wasn't a good sign. Um, but I always loved that dude as a drummer. Like to me, I look back at that era, and there's two types of drummers. There's like the Keith Moons and the John Bombs, like the crazy drummers that were you right. know all energy, you know, Car Beaufort reminds me a lot of him, uh, Sean, I know since you're a big Dave fan of those guys. Right. But then there's yeah. like the Charlie Watts drummer who's just cool and does his work and is always on point and always sounds great. And, you know, does he's fine with Mick Jagger being the front man and getting all the attention. Yeah. He just is always solid has been for the last 60 years of that band. So sad. And I'm really glad I got to see them way back. So you uh, you actually have seen them live? Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. That's something that now people aren't going to be able to say. And you did mention like the Dave Matthews Band. I was able to see the band when it was the full band before a lot of changes, yeah. before a death, before somebody got kicked out and stuff like that. And if you are a fan of a band and it changes over the years, you do look back and kind of reminisce on the quote unquote good old, good old days. But sure. we'll have to see. I mean, like everybody in that band is pretty old now, so you don't know if this is this is a we're done you know no more yeah i mean it's I it's I why like here you know i go see the dead every single year that they tour now just because i'm like i don't know how long i get of this right you know any any year it can all shut down completely um so if there if you ever have a band that you really enjoy and they're in your town do yourself a favor go watch them because you just never know they can break up tomorrow or something can happen uh and what i what i do like uh you know, if you're like, well, if you hear that and you go, dudes, there's a pandemic. Well, no, no crap. Right. Right. Uh, but a lot of the acts, if they're still touring, they're trying to keep you guys safe or they're going to wait till it's safe. Yeah. If that makes sense. So, you know what I'm saying? There, there is that. Uh, um, a lot of times in the intro, I'll go look at what's trending now. And right now, as we record, apparently there's a, uh, a girl who's considered the most beautiful girl in the world. And she was in a bikini. That's number one. But what's crazy is I am seeing names like R. Kelly in the news again and Trevor Lawrence and Charlie Watts. So, um, yeah, turns out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have fun with that. Uh, if you want to go read those kind of stories, of course, just go look at what's trending on pretty much anything. But um, enough with that. What um what you guys been getting into this week? Anything good? Uh, Chris, I know I saw you having a, a nice beverage outdoors um, over the weekend. 
Yeah. So I know you got out a little bit, and I, I don't I don't quite know if John got into anything. So I'd love to hear about it. I'm sure the audience would too. Not all at once, guys. We you weren't sure who you exactly were. Yeah, calling. you like you lied to me, but then you lied to John. So I was like, oh, he yeah. wants John to go first. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> a lot of times you guys just take it by the range because you're professionals, and you will proclaim that at some point. Well, uh, I watched. Uh, I got caught up on some movies. Um, yeah. Yeah, I watched. Finally, got to see the Green Knight. Um, really, really. What What is that? Green Knight is a, a adaptation of a famous King Arthur tale. Uh, I believe it's what Sir Gawing, Sir Gawain, however they say it. I don't know. Wayne. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They say it like I feel like there's people who say it differently. You're in from the movie. Britain. Yeah. Why can't you say it? He claims know. he's from Britain, but uh, it's uh, it's a famous tale. So. I think people from afar might think of this and they're going to go, oh, this is going to be really high fantasy stuff. It's not. It's it's from A24. So anyone who's ever seen their kind of films, they're like the folks who did like Midsummer and stuff like that. So it's very artistic and a different take on it. And it was it was quite interesting to watch. Um, very, very cool, especially like the dude who plays Arthur um, and even old Sir Gawain and, and all that. It's just I, I thought it was beautifully shot. Um I saw Stillwater, which is apparently Matt Damon playing everyone I know, but he's in France um, <laughs> trying to save his daughter who's been convicted of a crime. And like, I think I saw that trailer. Yeah. How was that? It, I, I was very surprised. Like the opening of that movie, just like seeing him go about his day. I was like, man, this could be about 10 of my friends right here. Just like people I know at the brewery every day. I was yeah. Like, yeah great job of like showing that but it's just a it's an interesting concept because you know i guess the what was the girl who got con- convicted in italy and you know then got amanda her, knox yeah it feels like that like imagine being the dad of that girl being in a country that you don't speak the language you don't know the legal system and you know it's just a different culture from what you're used to every single day yeah. like just the way he talks to them versus how he's spoken back to where he's always like thank you ma'am thank you sir that southern hospitality that we all know like just those little things it's interesting to see that in but then also try to see a dad who cares about his daughter doing whatever it takes to find a way to get her her freedom so uh, you said that was on netflix or amazon no that's uh that's still in the theaters but you can i believe you can rent now I saw it yeah that's what i thought you'd say and that's why i didn't watch it yet fine (laughs) john did you catch anything this week no, I accidentally fell into Dishonored. <laughs> Was that my fault? I don't Not know. at all. It's never uh, anyone's fault, Sean. No, because after the show last week, I, I had the the uh, the metal steel steel case from Dishonored two. I, I had been wanting to give to John, so I'm wondering if some kind of weird way. After Wednesday's show, you it was in your head, and then you see it, and then something happens. I'm not trying to take the blame or the the. I don't you know. know. Uh, I can't. I can't recall why I hit the X button to go into the app. I I don't remember why. I was like, oh, let me tinker tinker around this for a second. Now I'm about now I'm about seven trophies away from platinum platinuming the game. <laughs> yeah, that's your jam, man. When I think of Dishonored and Dishonored Two, I think of both of y'all. Obviously, but I know that's John loves that series. I know you do too, Chris, but yeah, it is, it is what it is. I hate uh, he likes the series. I don't yeah. think he loves the series. No, yeah. I mean, those are that speaks back to an era like 
that whenever those games to me, they, they break my heart because I feel like they're always really well done. Right. doesn't matter if you're talking like Dishonored series, System Shock, um, you know, uh, God, what was the one that they just did? Um, the remake Deus Ex and things like that. Right. Like player choice, being able to take a, a level and just go through and do what you want to to complete it. And I feel like they're always critically praised, but they never sell well enough to satisfy studios. And it just ends up being this eventual letdown and heartbreak, right? That's the part I hate about it, being a fan of those types of games. I would love if they sold, you know, 10 million copies and never had to worry again. I'd be happy if they sold 5 million copies. Sure, yeah. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a terrible burden being better than Bioshock. It just is. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, why'd you Not buy true. it on that one system? Uh, who knows? Yeah. Uh, but Chris, I did follow up. Uh, I was a big fan of the untold malice at the palace. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know we both had watched it till we talked about it. So I didn't know it was a series cause I'm dumb. And mm-hmm. you told me to go watch the one about Christy Martin and her story. Well, wow. that's a heck of a story. <laughs> yeah. uh, once again, well done. <laughs> shout out to a good friend in chat right now on twitch what's up homie and that story uh i couldn't believe where i i didn't know the story you were right you told me no 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 no, sean when you see her you'll remember her because she had an iconic kind of fight with it, some iconic pictures from that fight yeah and even if you weren't a big fan of boxing or aren't at some point you probably watched a mike tyson pay-per-view if you're of our age and you see that she was an undercard. You remember these pictures, they come up and Oh my God, everything that happened afterwards. And at first I thought this, obviously I, this was, so there's it's a documentary style and you see somebody who is in like prison gear Mm -hmm. and you see somebody who's not. And I, they, if you pick up on that, obviously you should, as soon as you see the visual, you kind of go, huh, what happened? Yeah. So then, but the story itself, it, it's one of those where you're hearing it for the first time and you can't stop listening to it. And it just, it's, it's a ride that you can't believe. It's, um, it's so good. It's almost like a, like a real world Rocky type story in the sense of it's got the highest highs and the lowest lows and right. the lows right, right, right. hurt, but at the same time, you know, the top of the mountain just feels so good when they're there. Right. And you get yeah. like, it's like watching Mike Tyson at, at points with her, like where you're just like, man, that woman at that point was the most feared woman on the planet. Like she could just knock people out. So it's, it's I, cool. I, I didn't know she ended up fighting who she fought. Yeah. It really, really knocked her off her pedestal. And I was like, makes sense. <laughs> that's, that's a good <laughs> Turns one. out makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, it's a good watch. And, and there's two of us, on this podcast that if you like watching Netflix documentaries about sports, we're signing off on this one untold on Netflix. It have, there's two episodes so far, Malice in the Palace about the Detroit uh, Pistons brawl. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the story of Christy Martin. Yeah. And, and, and what that happened and unfolded. Whoa. Yeah. Cray. Yeah. I think there's a new episode this week and then one more next week. And that's, the so you're, you're, do you happen to know what the next episode is going to be? I about? think this week is the one about Caitlyn Jenner and it's got a one-on-one with her. And then the week after 
is apparently about these dudes from the mafia that also were in hockey. And I guess this mafia had what? like ownership of a team in New York. Yeah. Some, I don't know. I have no idea. That's the one I'm the most out of the loop. Yeah, so. I wonder if that's uh, you said New York and I thought there were some ties, but I thought it was with basketball. I didn't know it was with hockey. Yeah. So I'm going to be excited to see what that is. I can't wait to report back in the intro segment of weekly game chat to talk about the untold series on Netflix. But boys, if we've got nothing else to uh, that you guys need to bring up in the intro, you know, um, it is what it is. Let's let's go ahead and knock this topic out of the pocket. Wait, what? It makes no sense. Why would he say that? We'll Why would he do that? Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We have made it to the promised land of Topic Timeless. And I got to tell you, whether or not you skipped directly to here, that's on you. I know you, uh, he's taking on my volume again. Uh, I know that you, you, you chose to do so, and that's fine. The intro may not be for you, but if you stuck out from the intro to now, thank you very, very much. This is our promised land. Uh, and also, speaking of Tinker and John, he definitely tinkered with something because we don't hear the music like we did for the past, I don't know, two months on the segment. So it's fine. He's our audio a failure on his part. Uh, hey, look, he's our audio guy. We stand beside him. You know what I'm saying? No, we, we should no, make that take that statement moment. down. But regardless, he is the he is the reason that the hype train exists for the introduction of the topic time, and that's because he's about to do something. That he's done for a very long time, and that is he is going to introduce the topic. So with that, I will shut up, sit back, and relax. Here we go, Chris. The uh, topic is 12 minutes! So, first question, does it take 12 minutes to beat 12 minutes? No. <laughs> <laughs> we can Good go question. to the news. All right. It, it, only, take, it only takes me 12. Ooh. <laughs> Wait, what are we talking about all of a sudden? Uh, I don't know. Ooh. What jokes? What's, what's, what's he been doing? <laughs> <laughs> jokes. Uh, yeah, 12 minutes. Uh, I feel like about this time every year or so, this is a Annapurna interactive game. This is about what? Their, this is about their period of the year where they put one of these out, right? Like whether it's a horror thing or something else, but they're they're all about the interactive games. And this is not really in the vein of some of their horror ones, but a throwback, a throwback to uh, a classic time of what we call the point and click adventure. Things like, I don't know, Monkey Island, Grim Fandango. I guess if you want to go later on, the uh, Telltale games took a lot from them, right? Dude. Uh, where I guess, you know, gave evolution, some would say, to John's favorite genre, the walking simulator, as he likes to call it. Here, you point and click to walk, John. So, you know, there is interaction. <laughs> I feel like there's a treasure I played a long time ago. No pun intended for the title, but I feel like it was a point and click, too. I'm going to have to research it because you just said this. Mm -hmm. And that was Zach and Wiki. Quest okay. for Barbarossa's Treasure. Ah. That was a gem. That was a good game. 
I need to go see if that was a point and clicky game like you just mentioned. But yeah, but, thanks for that perspective, Chris. But yeah, the uh, the setup starts pretty simple. You're a, a husband. You've come home from a long day of work. And you enter in what will be the setting of your game, which is your apartment. And it is about the most basic, I guess you could say, New York looking apartment where the living room is also the kitchen. is also the dining room, right? There is a bathroom. There's a small slide walk-in closet, and there is a very, very small bedroom. Um, and that is the only place you're pretty much going to be in this game. Uh, it's it almost like kind of feels like they were going for a, um, if you want to compare it to like a Broadway play, something like, I guess, like a Glen Gary, Glenn Ross type thing, right? It's just in this one room. Everything's happening in this one room. You don't see what's going outside the room. You don't have context, anything like that. But uh, the idea is, yeah, you're a guy who comes home. You hear your wife in the bathroom. She sounds happy. She comes out. Yes, she does. Wait, what? She uh, she gives you a kiss on the cheek. She says, "Hey, got your favorite dessert. Let me know when you're ready, and we can uh, you can have it." And that's about the first time you can go look around your surroundings, kind of take a gathering of what exactly is here, right? Hey, what kind of cabinets do I got? What's in my drawers? What's in that closet? If you want to do all those things, but eventually, I think most of us we're just gonna go, yeah, honey. Let's let's have that dessert. And yeah. I think probably 90% of people will play the very first run of this the same way. You'll go through, you'll have your dessert, and everything's nice and dandy. Until probably one of the top three crazy actors of our time, Mr. Willem Dafoe, gives you a little knock on the door and tells you to open up. And I won't spoil what goes from there, but... Let's just say things do not end a way that are very happy. And while for most people, that would be the end of it. And then there would be a new story at 11. <laughs> right. Luckily for you, this is not a normal situation. You are actually in yourself a groundhog, Palm Springs, whatever other time loop scenario you can think of. You're in one of those where all of a sudden you find yourself dropping down onto your knees right at the entrance of your apartment. And it's gone back to when you just walked in however long ago it took you before the loop reset. And now you're thinking, okay, that was weird and sudden. And I have no idea why that just happened. What the heck can I do to prevent it from happening? <laughs> right. And you begin what is pretty much a very long step-by-step -step deduction process to kind of get yourself to figure out first, what the heck is going on? Second, what can you do to change what's going on? And third, towards the end, what happens when you actually figure out what's going on? Right. And where does it all lead to? And wait, um, wait, 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 Daisy Ridley's in this game. Yeah. So Daisy Ridley's your wife. You're uh, the <laughs> husband is uh, James McAvoy, though. I would say you can't tell because, you know, James is is British. Right. Right. And here right. they're playing American characters. Everyone's American. No. And uh, I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, his first movie was like Chronicles of Narnia, man. <laughs> At least that's the first thing I remember seeing him in. Was he the wardrobe or the witch? He was Mr. Thomas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
You don't remember this? Wow. I I don't know if I remember. No. It's probably because he was like half goat. <laughs> you were like, okay. But um, yeah, you know, you you have to kind of go through this process of deduction because you know something is going to happen. It's like basically you know five-minute mark every single time you go in this. Willem Dafoe is showing up. That is not going to change, right? He is on his way. That is when he is arriving. So you have to start thinking first, you know, like like asking your wife, like, hey, your wife, what the heck do you know about X? And she'll be like, I don't know what the heck you're talking about, right? And you don't know if she's lying or not. You don't really understand anything at this point. So you have to go from there. You have to start looking at your environment, picking up things. And it, it kind of acts like in the classic, actual, true point-and-click adventure type of way. You see something, you can pick it up. It goes straight into your inventory. Imagine like something like you would see from classic Resident Evil games, right? Like, John, you've got a crowbar in your inventory now, right? And then you can take that. In this case, you would like go and have the crowbar. And if you saw something that you're like, oh, there's a vent. Maybe I could open that. You drag the crowbar to the vent. Oh, look, you opened up the vent. You can look inside the vent, right? You can see if there's anything in there. Maybe there's something hidden or whatnot. Or, you know, just something as simple as, oh, I have a mug and my wife wants a glass of water. Let me go over to the sink and drag the mug there. Now I've got water in the mug and I can take it back to her and hand it to her, right? But it's it's moving pieces around consistently to figure out what exactly is going on. And I have to say, it's interesting because... Most of these games, when I've played, you know, yeah, they're point and click and you're exploring your surroundings and you're finding things and those kind of in a Metroidvania way peel off something you didn't know before that you might not have been able to get past, right? Here, it's more of like puzzle solving to figure out, okay, what happens if I try this? Like, like for instance, I'm trying to say things without really spoiling too much of the uh of the actual plot here so let me speak in hypotheticals like imagine i know that i've got a phone that has a bunch of sensitive data that's unlocked sitting on there and i knew before that if i don't do anything sean's gonna come out of the bathroom and he's gonna go look at my phone and he's gonna know and he's gonna be like what the f man why are there so many richard picks on your phone right that's what i'll say right. first so <laughs> maybe you know now when i come in i pick up and i put the phone in my pocket well what does the conversation go to now what are we talking about because we're not about to have this argument about all the richard picks on my phone right all of a sudden now it's just hey what's going on right or you know is it you know or like if i sit there and sean didn't know i was there when he first entered the room can i hide and see what happens you know (laughs) those kinds of things like is there some sort of item somewhere that i'm not going like it's down to the simplest thing where you can look in a cabinet and see a thing and you don't know exactly what you're going to need it for but at some point if you're smart you'll think about combining it with something else just to see what happens oh no i'm dumb and the fun part to this is because you're consistently on a (laughs) clock right and 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 all that you really have to have beats like as soon as you hit the ground it's like okay depending on what i want to do here i might have as little as like five seconds to get what i need and and move on versus other times where you're like okay i've got five minutes to kind of get the pieces in place 
to see where we're going to go this run. Right. And you can have runs where you think you're making the right moves. And then all of a sudden, boom, you hit a wall. You didn't do something that was really advantageous and it can end just like that. Yeah. And you're back to the start and start. That would again. be devastating. Yeah. But it's kind of like, you know, <laughs> it's that true time loop type stuff, right? Like sometimes Bill Murray goes the oh. whole Bill Murray and Groundhog Day, right? He goes the full <laughs> 24 hours and all of a sudden, boom, he's back to 6 a.m. And he's hearing, uh, you know, Sonny and Cher on the radio. Other times he goes outside and just says, what happens if I stand in front of a truck? And boom, he's right back there five minutes later listening to Sonny and Cher, right? That's what's right. always interesting about that. Um, it, it It's a cool... I got, I, I got I, you, babe. Yes, it, it's a cool idea for a game. Um, and it's one that I think is fun. Like if you love puzzle and problem solving games, like this is probably one for you. And if you want something that actually does have a good script, like a lot of these things before back in the day, they were just text to script. So you didn't, you'd have to put the voice to your head here, but here you're actually getting like, you know, a crazy Willem Dafoe questioning you very intently Right. And, yeah. and that comes through. So it almost feels like you're doing this interactive Broadway play. Um, and Ooh. to see how people react <laughs> and what it takes for them to sometimes admit truth versus, yeah. you know, hiding their true intentions or what the stuff is, is cool to, to go through, to, to see how they were from a run you did before where you thought you knew what they were thinking, what they were what they were all about to then the next run, having a completely different perspective of who those characters are now. And then piecing that together to go, well, what's the next step? Like, where do I go from here? That's the enjoyment of this game. And I can say, as far as the story, I don't think anyone definitely within the first run is going to have an idea of exactly what the heck is going on here. But, I would also say probably halfway even through this game after a good eight or nine loops, so to speak, you will not have an idea of exactly where this is going and how it's going to wind up. But it's up there for like, you know, kind of like inside of the way it wraps up where I was like, okay, that got nutsack through a forest. <laughs> Maybe not quite that abstract, but still, you know, it definitely uh, gets to a place Towards oh the uh, the final act of it, the final last couple of runs that you're like, oh, wow. Okay, this just got real and really deep and pushing to a place of like, you're like, man, I don't know how these these characters are even going to come back from where they're at right now. Just just mentally, you know. Oh, only because strange. you brought up the end and mm -hmm. how it kind of gets there. Uh, I did look online and, and people, the, one of the things that kept were bringing up was this game has multiple endings. In fact, it yes. has six. Yeah. Did you, did you get one or did you get more than one? Or are you still working on one? I've gotten quite a few. The good thing is like, once you get credits the first time, there is a little kind of gimmick you can do to kind of reset and, and get back into the loop again. Right. And, and kind yeah. of go like, okay, well, let's see if I choose this this time. Where does it lead, right? Um, so there are definitely multiple ways you can get there. It's not that hard to figure out. Once you've done it one time, you'll you'll be like, okay, now I can go through and, and piece this all out. And it is an interesting thing of choice at the end of kind of what do you think is the right thing 
necessarily, which is awesome because, you know, I always find that like, you don't have to do that. Like John, you can play through this and you get that ending. And you're like, okay, well that's what 12 minutes was versus John could decide to make the different choice and that's his ending. And I'll do a different one myself. And I'm going to finish it in six minutes. <laughs> Dude, I'll finish it in five and a half. What's up? Um, but Ooh. that's funny. This review is taking more than twelve minutes. I was it wondering really if is. I, I was wondering if I could do this review. Some, in some smart A was going to chime in with that, and I was waiting on it because you know it is a game. Like you just can't say too much, right? But it, it's, we don't know that. But you know that, so that's what makes the challenge of a game like this. Yeah, because I I don't want to spoil this thing, right? Um, I more yeah. so just want to talk to like, what is it like to play to um, versus and, and what are some of its shortcomings? And I think the biggest shortcoming I want to make sure I said this is as you get towards the end, right? And you mm-hmm. know, the beats, there are certain beats, like obviously it's called 12 minutes because to actually see, you know, and get to that ending, you're going to be through a full 12 minutes, right? The good thing is there's a couple of things you can skip once you know, like, and it will let you do it. But then there are other parts where <laughs> your character this makes no sense. Since, since you're the character, the husband, primarily, if you're not the one who's actually engaging in those right. parts, you, no matter how many times you've seen it, you have to sit there and just watch it in real time. Kind of like waiting for waiting for one cue to then do a thing and see, you know, what the next result is going to be. And if you miss your cue, which I did one time, it's like, I just wasted 12 minutes. I literally just wasted 12 minutes and now I have to restart and do the thing again. Is missing that cue kind of like a quick action sequence, like in a God of War game? Well, like yeah, a real time sequence. It it's is like that. It is. But at the same time, it, there's no indication of on the screen that like, oh. this is the moment you should do something. So you kind of just oh. have to, piece it together and take a leap of faith of like, well, what if I did this? Right. I would hate this game. What not? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. This is not a game. That I, would, I wouldn't suggest this First game. Of all, it's, 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 if, if you mentioned this, I know John did, it's a, mm. you're looking straight down. Yes. Top on down. Your, your, I mean, it's a top down, like straight down view. And then you just got to point and click everywhere. Yeah. That sounds yeah. abysmal to me. I kind of wish, like, one of the other regrets, like, you know, I had to play this, of course, on my Xbox because back. Oh, just, oh you. My no, Xbox no, no. I, I wanted to play it on my PC. Right. His point click, but back kind of said, nah, Chris, you need to just go sit on the couch and do it on right, the Xbox. Right. So that's one of my regrets because it is a little bit of a pain to play a point and click adventure where, you know, your joysticks aren't actually moving you. They're just moving a cursor. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a lot easier to, to manage this stuff (laughs) with a mouse, (laughs) a mouse. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, I point, the game, (laughs) the game I mentioned earlier, uh, it was called Zach and wiki, but it was on Wii. So unless you have a controller that is made kind of like a Wii controller, that is a, point and click type controller yeah you'd want to play a point and click game yeah with something that points and clicks aka a mouse makes total sense yes but um i I mean look i think this is an interesting concept on what is a classic genre video games that really paved the way like a lot of people today i don't realize just how much those original early games really set up (laughs) a lot of things that we take for granted like you want to talk about branching dialogue paths the earliest I can remember is like Monkey Island 
that I ever played that had stuff like that where, you know, outside of, I guess, text games, which were also adventure games. You know, if you go back to the, the old days, just script uh, to adventure, I guess. But, um, you know, things like that, having branching paths, different endings, different outcomes and choice, all that comes from this stuff. And it's nice to see, you know, like, yeah, it's nice to have AAA games and big action games and set pieces, but it's like, it's, doesn't mean that we can't have something like this where you're like, oh, because VO games have risen to this level of, of you know, respect within artistry like that, you can go get someone like a Willem Dafoe or the star of one of the biggest trilogies of the last 10 years in Daisy Ridley to come in and do these things, right? And say, yeah, I won't mocap for you, but I'll give you, you know, a good hour and a half, two hours worth of dialogue and then let you put your game together. That's cool. You know, that you're willing to give them scripts that convince them to come in. That that's what I really enjoy about this. Um, and just a good send up to, again, a genre that I've always loved, but you know, probably passes prime for most people and that's fine. Yeah. I think right now the, the niche, if you will, is a very small market yeah. of people that want this kind of game. And it's really weird. I say that, um, because the evidence that I have right now is someone in our Twitch chat has played it. You and you actually gave them advice on something. Yeah. So that's like all of a sudden I know two people that you know. I think it, like straight up have played it. <laughs> I think it's because I have like, I I would say the people who really like these games are are like people who code program or or you know just analysts like where boo like yeah like because it's 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 consistently <laughs> like going through loops in your mind going like okay situation failed here try x x did not work try y y yeah. did something what happens if i move y up here now something else is happening let's see Wait, where that this leads. is what your brain does all day at your yes. real job yes so it's it it just meanwhile it i'm over fits. here yolo it, it's the same reason why i love <laughs> yeah it, it's the same reason i love puzzle games you know portal and all that kind of stuff because it's consistently going like how are you looking at this? How can you look at it in a different way? And how can right. you figure out where to where you can get to the next thing? Whether it's Dude. the other side of a platform, or in this case, just another minute before Willem Dafoe does bad things to me. I don't right. know. You've so never how does this you- compare to a, a, a like a point and click like Crusader Kings. What? Well, I mean, Crusader Kings is a more strategy game, you know. Yeah, um, for sure, John. Way more strategy. Yeah, but you know the <laughs> clicking and the pointing is uh, on par. Uh, you know, I think Crusader Kings Three probably up the game of pointing. Some of the and best clicking pointing is. and clicking. Yeah. of any game I've Wait. ever played. Was uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon a point and clicky? <laughs> it did have some point and clicky in there. That was the best point and clicky I ever played. I tell you Ladies that. Ladies and gentlemen, join in on the chat. Your favorite point and click game. Point and clicky game ever. And why Roller is two. it? Why is it Age of Empires Two? Because if it's not best point and click game ever, ever, it's my well, Monkey Island Two comes up, boys. I told you, man, those games were great, and that those were again like going back, like that's one of the earliest game scripts I've ever seen. Like when I like, there's a guy, he's the main character of that game is trying to uh, win over a girl, and she's like. She basically goes like, I can't do this until you complete your trials because you're just going to be concentrated on that. And she walks away and he really wants to be with her. He's like, I must 
complete the, or I was like for the first time ever I'm compelled to complete these trials because that's all he wants he just wants the booty things like that it made it made uh, you laugh the booty <laughs> but you know that same, same and Max back in the day is another one uh, apparently the best point and click game ever as as rated by fans is a game that I didn't even know existed but I love this franchise and that's Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis yep that's a good good old Lucas Arts game they were really big on those. They did. They did Monkey Island as well. Yeah, that's them. Secret of Monkey Island, that mm-hmm. one. Yeah, yep. these are these are like the top three point clicky games ever, boys. I'm that's guessing what's up. Grim Fandango, Day of the Tentacle. There's probably a bunch of them like that. Uh, we have someone in chat. Dex is saying Albion Online and Diablo are point and clicky. I don't think they're quite the same, ish, but not the same. That's funny though. There is a ish. lot of point and clicking. that's funny so we have somebody just maybe busted gut in chat polar knight says sweet mother of god it's the perfect evolution of beards and if you look at john he's relatively clean shaven i have some scruffle coming in and then there's chris's beard and that is effing hilarious sorry for the complete squirrel laughter now we just gotta get james Harden on the podcast (laughs) and we'll be set that's hilarious thank you for that laugh polar knights we appreciate it normally we don't break character as we're doing our uh our actual podcast recording, but you earned that. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're supposed to be in character. <laughs> Misty oh, yeah. uh, to uh, what punk head, by the way, said Misty is technically point and click. And that's a lot of people's favorite game from that era too. A lot of people love that game. I think they're talking about the drink or. No. <laughs> and I, I'm on a podcast, right? About games, right? There you go. That's what you get. That's what you get. People. Um, this Chris, is what I deal with. Do you have, did you say there was anything bad about the game or did I miss I think, that? Cause I was yeah. totally doing other stuff. Yeah. I think, like I said before, I think the biggest complaint I have is just the ending as you get late yeah. and you're just trying to complete these last few steps and figure out like, when do I do X with Y or what is the right thing to do? What is Y that I need to do with? And like not being able to move very quickly at all times forward. Right. And then, having to go back and start again just to get to this one moment and hope you do it right to see the end. I think that's the one part where I was like, I'm ready to see the conclusion and yeah. that. And I did have a couple of crashes where there's one little transition that happens late that, or that can be triggered. And um, I think twice while that was happening, the, uh, the game crashed. I mean, the one good thing is that it saves all your progress consistently. So you know, you're going to be able to get back to there again. Um, you know, it's not like you have to start from the very, very beginning of trying to figure out what started, to, you know, where to get to. It does save consistently. It, it's it. Uh... <laughs> say it, John. Say it. His mic went out. He's mad. So I'm going to say this. Like, let's say John decided to play a game and we know one component that John cares about is fast travel. That's not even an option in this game because you're just walking around an apartment. Yeah, you don't need to fast travel to your bed. Yeah, you just that's crazy that the idea of this game actually captures my imagination sure. on how it's pulled off because like I do a lot when I don't play a game, I'm looking it up, I'm seeing what's going on about it, what the buzz is. And a lot of folks are saying if you like point clicks, this is one of the good ones. Uh, you know, it is what it is yeah. and it's got a unique take on the title and the gameplay and everything. So I don't I know. Mean, walking to your bedroom like that is pretty good fast travel. 
It is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that's that's a joke, John, because a game's not good to I, in my head to you unless it has a substantial fast travel program. That's why he doesn't play NBA 2K because there's no fast travel. It's just literally a court walking back and forth. <laughs> He's like, I, just, I don't need it. Dishonored doesn't have fast travel. That's fair. Doesn't there's it? no way you just found a way to plug the fact that you're playing Dishonored right now again. <laughs> but you did. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. <laughs> Chris, I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to rush you or anything like that, but do you feel yeah. like we've arrived at Richardness? Yeah, I mean, that's the good thing about these types of topics is I'm like, well, this will be nice and short and sweet. And, you know, we can say everything it needs to and then we can move on. Uh, But, yeah, my Richard, I am going to go with a nice solid 8.5. I enjoyed my time. I think it definitely helps that also like a game like this is on Game Pass because I think it's like $24.99. And, you know, that's an ask, right, in today's world with all these competing games or anything. But, like, this is the kind of thing where I'm like, why you have game passes so that you can take an, you know, I, I basically took Saturday morning and from about Saturday, 10 AM to about two o'clock. This is what I did. And I had fun. Uh, it was, it was a blast. Um, and it was a nice trip. Wait, down so you just life. confirmed it took longer than 12 minutes to beat the game. Yes. <laughs> I think <laughs> how was that possible? I think in the end, it took me about 15 loops total to beat the game. How many loops equal one minute? I'm so confused. I've explained this. <laughs> Math be hard, yo. <laughs> well, man, I appreciate the review. I pre- This is uh, John and I, I think, very quickly. Uh, when you stepped away before we started recording, we're like, this is totally a Chris game. Yeah. We would never play this game. For sure. So thank you for thank you for finding a Chris game and talking about it. And it's crazy. You said 8.5, and in chat, we mentioned Punkhead. Uh, he's a he's one of our good friends on Discord, one of our longtime listeners, mm-hmm. uh, one of my one of our one of our good ones, and he also played the game and gave it a three out of five. So that kind of matches up, yeah. Even though he doesn't apparently know how our scales work, because he just cut it in half and doubled it. So it's fine. Do what you want to do, Punkhead. It's your it's your it's your game, you know. Uh, but with that, if we're ready to uh, if we finish the topic time, we will officially go into what we call uh, news, and we'll bring up uh, gaming news. Ish. Yay. <laughs> All up the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. News! That's what's up. We have made it to our news section, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate you so much. I just said gentlemen. I don't know what that is. Gentlemen. Gentlemen. But uh, John is ready to rock and roll and tell us some. Uh, he's got a question. Let's put it that way. John. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Have you ever played Skyrim? If not. Twice. Twice. If not, you should. Um, what's going on here? Hmm. What is going on here? There it is. Got Virus. <laughs> Bethesda has announced that it is releasing the Elder Scrolls Skyrim for next-gen consoles, Lord. bringing various enhancements. It will even be available on PlayStation 5. Ooh. And that's important. <laughs> that's important. The anniversary edition will include 10 years' worth of content, plus... <laughs> this is the greatest thing ever! Read it, John! 10 years' worth of content, plus new features such as a free fishing mechanic. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> They oh, finally, they finally copied Zelda. See, they why finally, can't, why can't 
Skyrim be more like Zelda. The greatest thing ever. If you own Skyrim Special Edition, there is an upgrade path to the Anniversary Edition, but it won't be free. (laughs) For people who just want to play Skyrim on next-gen consoles, that will be free for all players who own the previous-gen version. What does that mean? There's so Uh, many versions. So it's like um, like new... I guess the technically what it is, Chris. I guess maybe you can clarify. It's it's new, uh, like five hundred mods. Yeah, basically, that players have made over the years. Yeah, they have or, a um, or worlds that they've built. They have mods, but I believe this is more the people who like. There's a creator content store that they have, like so, just mm. creating like different outfits and and all right. that. And some of these have gotten really big. Like I don't think they're going to the level because there are like true mods where it takes what Skyrim is, what's built on and makes a completely new game out of it. Like there are those you can go do on steam and all that, but I don't think they're bringing that over here. I think this is going to be like, Hey, all these additional spells that people have made and written in and everyone loves. Right. Uh, and really like to play different types of mages and builds. I think that's what they're adding in here. Um, because pretty much everyone's going and downloading this stuff as soon as they, have bought Skyrim in the last five or 10 years. But yeah. So what I'm, what I'm just curious about is what is this, what does this next gen upgrade even look like? Is it like, have they touched it up again? Have they, I don't know. Increased the frame rate, that kind of thing. I just, I, I just, I just feel like this is a fresh experience and we should all really get on board. I think it's probably going to be, I would imagine. (laughs) Does it have the VR mode? If I imagine it's just probably taking the um the recent PC version of special edition and then now saying, Hey, you can do four K He always says that. They're yeah. just taking the PC version. Well, I mean, yeah. that's that's what you do with this. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyways, I think, uh, gonna, I think they're taking the Switch version and putting Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's, it's, hard one of the, it's one of the ten years worth of stuff, you know? Because I'm sure that I think special edition special edition even on xbox one and ps4 was still 30 frames so at the very least i think you're going 64k and maybe you could go even up to 120 uh if they want to right i don't know why they would but they could but yeah i mean was i think todd howard has previously said stop buying skyrim and we'll stop putting out additions for it and that seems to be right in the vein here of like yeah we like free money too we don't care. <laughs> I, I, mean, I don't do, think I'm do, buying it. Get yeah. your money. Yeah. I might buy it on play, on PlayStation 5. I might. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that I can buy it again. I've yeah. never played it. I used to own it. The only copy I ever owned was Scott, was uh, on Switch. Mm-hmm. That is so but funny I, to say. But I, um, but I traded that in. I never played it. Good call. Why? Yeah. Well, you know, it had oh. the link tunic you could have, Chris, on the Switch edition. Oh yeah, that's right. And the Master Sword or something like that. It was it people was were cool. vi- very highly complimentary of the Switch well, port. I think again, to me, with these, as I said before, the thing I always like about it is mod community, and that was one thing that was really missing from the Switch. Right? Should we so. require our head mod to be in that mod community? That's fun. Or or he needs no. to focus on us first. If we, he needs to get the refocus back on us, right? Absolutely. Can we just get halfway there? Listen, if we want to be like Halo, sure, Chris. I got to mute John. We're like, all right, I'm done. Yeah.
But you don't you usually stop me. I know, I know. I was like, we were kind of like, how far? He knows to stop. Well, right? this is the uh, the test because now I can go back and watch this Twitch stream and go. When did they start cutting John off for copyright violations? <laughs> True. Here we get some truers in the chat. Uh, 343 Industries has announced the delay of campaign campaign co-op and the forge for Halo Infinite until after launch or lunch. Yeah, uh, after lunch, <laughs> boys. <laughs> I wish it I wish it was still till after lunch. Hey guys, right. it's not gonna be here till two o'clock. Hey, uh, Take a long lunch. one. We can play Halo now. <laughs> um so that the team can focus on the single suck. player. And multiplayer for its holiday release. Despite this, they have remained committed to the release of the game this holiday, saying, quote, unfortunately, as we focus the team for shutdown and really focus on the quality experience for launch, we made the really tough decision to delay shipping the campaign co-op for launch. In addition, we made the tough call to delay shipping the Forge past launch as well. I think for clarification, so... They're basically saying that co-op is going to come in the second season of the game, uh, which is a season of this for them is three months from what they've said. So if it comes out in November, then you probably get somewhere around February of next year. And then the Forge is going to be uh, some point during the third season of the game. It's so. going to be a patch. They're just going to patch up the game at that point. It'll be fine. Yeah. John? I, yeah, we love a good patch, but... <laughs> Not late. <laughs> Not a late patch. I mean, right. I, I can understand, you know, I, I could swallow ha ha ah! the idea of holding off on Forge for another season. Sure. But campaign co op, I mean, it just seems like it's kind of a staple for the game. I'm just like it's like what do you what do you what are you gonna do if you can't play co op? Well, we have Gears of War for that. I mean, can you imagine them saying that? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I remember trying to sleep at night to the sound of Chris's booming voice as he plays um what was the game Halo Reach Halo Reach I mean th- these th- these things when they're when you're not playing multiplayer you're playing you're playing this game with your friends a lot of people so I just think this is a Did you play Halo 5 with a friend? No one played Halo 5 oh. with a friend. That that was the joke. Cause... Yeah. Speaking of 12 minutes. Yeah, that was <laughs> Yeah, that 12 was minutes was longer than Halo Five. I mean, like but, you know, this is just I, I I think I think not adding the co-op in time is frankly something that deserves criticism. It sure. really does, and right. and it just goes to show you once again another example of Xbox doesn't seem to have the grip on their first-party development studios. They really need to focus on getting these things tightened up, as Sean would say. I would say that, uh, and I know that Chris is going to bring up there. There happened to be a pandemic, and that has really probably put a uh, a monkey wrench in things. But I also don't believe that because I think that they are severely trying to correct the game that was a complete debacle on what they showed us. Yeah, I contend. I would say I don't think it's Microsoft first party studios. I think it's three four three studios because three four three has not been good. I mean, Halo Four was fine. Um, especially for, you know, a first attempt after Bungie had done it for all those years. Right. I, yeah. you know, they took some risk and, and all that, but Halo five had issues again, no co-op campaign. That was the first time you hadn't had that since two, uh, which, you know, three, I believe is the first time they ever did it. Right. So like they didn't have that and it didn't make sense because you had two teams of four, right. It was perfectly ripe for it and they never added to the game. Uh, and then now you're going like, okay, that game 
while the multiplayer got better with time as they patched and figured things out, All many most people were not impressed with the campaign. <laughs> and then it's been six years, and you know when you finally revealed the thing, it flopped in the the eyes of people. It seems like they've got a handle on the multiplayer side. That's the one really promising thing here. I'm just wondering when all this does shake out, whether it's, you know, we do get it this holiday or if, I don't know, maybe I don't know how people, how strong the backlash has been online. I'm sure there's very vocal amount of people just because of the fact that 343 is saying something. They're like, oh, bash Microsoft, whatever. And that's Microsoft, exactly if, if, like. yeah, Microsoft wants to ride that train and go like, yeah, you might bash this, but we know what you're really coming for. So we'll still put it out then I'm sure Halo will be out some point in November, right? On the other hand, maybe they just go and say, pump the brakes, let's not give them anything and just wait till February of next year when we can put this all out. I don't know. but You, I, thought, you thought about all of this when you saw this press release? Yeah, I mean, well, especially today because, you know, today as we're about to start running down this stuff, I thought we were getting the release date today because it just made it sense. Too. and. The fact we haven't gotten it, I'm like, does that mean they pulled that the last second? Or is it just they're just not sure what the date is yet? I don't know. But I think regardless, when this is all over, one, two things is going to happen. I think either the game's going to come out and it's going to be very well reviewed. And it's going to be, we just need to look at how to make this studio more efficient going forward. Or it's going to be, it comes in disappointing people. A hot and mess Phil's express, yeah. probably going to have to go, Bonnie, I love you, but it might be time for you to go do something else. And we need to just completely clear house. Uh, Bonnie Tyler is the uh, head of Stephen Tyler's daughter. Three four three studio. Um, Isn't so, it Bonnie Ross? Bonnie Ross. Sorry, I don't know where it might be. Tyler. I'm surprised he didn't say like Bonnie Rate, knowing Chris. But anyway, you can't. Uh, I so, can't make you love me. Huh? <laughs> so I refer to this next piece of news as boat game amongst our circle of friends. This is how we call it: boat game. That's not its official title. It's officially called Sea of Thieves, and it broke a player record. Uh, it officially broke its player count in June, three years after its release. According to a statement from their website, ships on Sea of Thieves' water were a, at a record-breaking level in June, with over 4.8 million players turning on the game. There's a quote, From your reactions on social media to your fan art and stories of exploring the five new tall tales, it's been amazing. And all this excitement resulted in our busiest ever month on the seas, with June seeing 4.8 million active pirates out on the water and why don't we play this game uh we should play more boat game i don't know why um we really should it's we need to find a, we need to we find a play month. it with dex dex should play it with us that's fun i want to i didn't know there were like treasures and, and actual things to, uh, objectives to do yeah no you i just really wander around sean <laughs> i did i thought you just went in the water and occasionally like a I thought know, you said you were playing this for a little while. I tried, but I never got into it. I started watching Twitch streams, and people were going nuts. Everyone stuff. who uh, played the recent Pirates of the Caribbean seemed to have good things to say. Like it was like they were surprised. I think that's when that happened, right yeah. in June. Yeah, yeah. Makes that was sense. our time. Two things we could have done it for all of July. We could have just gone on a boat, but we didn't. If you thought we were <laughs> done with Xbox news, you are wrong, John. Can you imagine sailing under the clouds? Yeah, it's kind of where I picture myself doing that. Speaking of clouds, there's a <laughs> there's thing called Xbox Cloud Gaming, and cloud gaming is coming to Xbox Series X, S, and Xbox One this holiday and will allow Game Pass Ultimate subscribers to stream over 100 games 
on that's uh, one zero zero uh, on their consoles without needing to download anything. You can also play next gen games on the last gen hardware. This is the next evolution in Xbox Vision to make Xbox games available on almost any device. Next yeah. stop, Switch. That'd be fun. It, it, pro- it probably will. It works yeah, pretty uh, pretty decent, at least on PC so far, as long as you have a good Wi-Fi. So, so it doesn't work for you very well? It works great for me. <laughs> shots fired and shots fired back, ladies and gentlemen. Um, across, if the you bow, want- though, across the bow. I don't think across he the understands the difference between Wi-Fi and, and internet provider. What did he say? I don't know. Mm. Not sure what he said. I think we should just be silent for a minute to let everybody know that Chris said something and we don't know what it means. <laughs> it's not the first time. <laughs> but I can tell you this. The gunk. That's right. The gunk is coming to Xbox. Uh, it's coming to PC and console this December. That's around the holidays. The announcement was made <laughs> along with a new gameplay trailer, although a specific release date has not been made. Uh, I believe we thought this game was originally going to be out in September. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the game will run at a stable 30 F, uh, frames per second on Xbox One and 60 frames per second and up to 4K resolution on Series X and S along with PC. The game requires the player to clean up a planet. It features some exploration. There are different biomes. And if you want more, there are a few more surprises, ladies and gentlemen. The gunk. We have to play that game, right? This is the SteamWorld folks, right? Yeah. SteamWorld dig. John, you like them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems interesting. We'll see. Hey, yeah, uh, it looks really cool. It really does. Hey, Sean. Do you want to race? Let's race. I got to take my shoes off first. I'll run faster that way. <laughs> A competitive racing mode is coming to Flight Simulator later this fall. Several high-speed planes will be coming to Microsoft Flight Simulator that you'll be able to race head-to-head against your friends. The expansion is based on the Reno Air uh, Races, a multi-day race series that includes races in six different plane classes. So, yeah, there was like all sorts of just crazy fighter-looking planes, high-speed planes and such. And I think like during that presentation today... uh, the host made sure to say he had a need for speed about 20 different times or he wanted to go to the danger zone. So I'm guessing this is all including with like the top gun DLC that's supposed to be coming very soon. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I still don't want to play this game anymore. <laughs> a lot of people <laughs> apparently do. Um, yeah, I don't know why I played it. I really had a good time when I played it on my PC with games pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I don't know what, I don't know. I had fun playing because didn't we, did I watch people? I think I watched people go try to find Epstein's Island. And I was like, that's weird. And then I was like, I don't care about flying anywhere else. So then I think I quit playing it. <laughs> it's fun. like, <laughs> But I know you like it, Chris. I do know you like it. So I'm not bashing it. Yeah, I love to like, one of the coolest things I did was like pretty much start my plane right at, in the Himalayas. And then just like kind of glide down to that floor basin that's right next to those himalayans and just like to see the like you're like this is a real place this is how this looks you know we don't have anything like that around us and it's just no we don't we just have the appalachian mountains kind of close to us and the beach south of us so which over there they'd be like those are some cute hills you all have yeah you have hills (laughs) that is um 
So John is now going to talk to you guys about something coming to console that apparently has had two other games in the series. You just I didn't know about basically this. Basically, the whole thing. So uh, <laughs> no, I didn't. We can just move on. You got to read more of it. I was a setup because you were, I, man. Why you gotta set people up by telling them exactly what they're gonna do before they do it? Do it because you you didn't appear like you were ready. You just were on I your have phone. Ears. You do have them on, but I sometimes you don't help either. So I was Crusader just, Kings three. Yes, that one will be a, coming to son console. Of a, son of a for the first time in the series with Xbox Series X S and PS five ports announced, although no release date has been revealed. Paradox and Lab 42 are building controller support for the grand strategy game from the ground up. They even they are even translating haptic feedback into the PS5 version. This announcement comes following the se- <laughs> following the success for converting another Paradox title, Stellaris, to console. Did we play Stellaris? I have not. I don't even remember what that is. I don't either. How was it it's successful? A, uh, if we don't even know what it is. It's a space game. You think? Ah, it's like a space that's, role play. That's game. how you. Uh, that's how you hit your face with your mic stand. I say good for them. This game got a lot of praise last year, and there's not a lot of these types of games on consoles. So for those who don't have PCs but really like, you know, like strategy simulations and all that, and have a niche for say medieval Europe, this might be something that's up your alley. So maybe check it out. Maybe. Yeah. We shall see. Um, <clears throat> Chris. Yeah. We are, we're at the end. There's no more. Oh, so I have to go. Finally this week. I didn't know I was at a uh, Catholic church, but yes, we have made it to finally this week. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, Call of Duty Vanguard has a release date. Uh, it will return to World War II under the development of Sledgehammer Games. The game will be released this year, November 5th, for PlayStation 5 and 4, Xbox One, along with Xbox Series X and S, and of course, the Master Race itself, PC. The narrative, focus on a, the narrative focuses on a special ops team compromising members from across all the allied nations. In addition, Activision has announced that all PS5 and PS4 players will be able to participate in the Alpha. See, John, and Alpha is on August 27th and try out the brand new Champion Hill game mode. So that seems like uh, pretty fun. As of recording, that would be, uh, well, I should say, as the time you hear this from a podcast standpoint, that's only two days away. So make sure, I believe, you're probably going to have to sign up to register for the Alpha probably uh, go participation. <laughs> so have fun with that. Mm-hmm. I know we got some friends that love the Call of Duty. Yeah. Uh, do you that was any? the first time you ever let me down in my life. <laughs> Chris. All, and, well, uh, you know, when you get four weeks of trying to ask someone to do something, and then on week four, yeah. you know, that you finally get in, you should know. You should know better. Yeah. Carpet right from under you. Right. That that Your friend Dalton was a part of that, too, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> we were playing together a lot. We were like, come on, Sean. But we did go uh, camp out at that uh, that Ferris wheel for a good 20 minutes trying to hold off. That um, epic. Yeah. Question for epic. you guys. Um, yeah. Do you think um, do you think sales will be affected by recent uh, shenanigans, if you will? I, I don't, don't know. 
I don't know about shenanigans. I think they're just going to be affected because I think the majority of Call of Duty players are transitioning and they're going to a place where their their core for that series is about to be Warzone because it's just, you know, it's free to play. It's there consistently. Um, and, well, I think that's I think know. that's also in part. Um, but I think another aspect of the call, I think the I think the traditional Call of Duty player. Mm-hmm is the guy who buy or the or the girl who buys this console to be their const, call of duty box sure you know? that's fair it, it, what they used to call the call of duty friendship box you know what i mean yeah it's like these guys have no idea what's going on at blizzard activision blizzard um you know i would assume that maybe there's a portion of sales that'll be affected by it but yeah i don't yeah i think i think warzone's the more like you said chris the more um yeah more to impact it it's like um is that box you mentioned was it the same box that we used to pick our lunch destinations in no yeah <laughs> that's a very it's inside like, joke just for chris and the perp the people involved but hey it works for me what were you gonna say chris i'm I'm just trying to think like and, and you know it is one of those things where i think it's kind of like man and all those other things where i think in our own little social circle right I know that there's not a lot of people playing those games consistently, but at the same time you look at the actual whole of sales and right yeah. thing. Yeah. Like you, you know, there's a large portion of the population. Maybe they aren't what you call hardcore in the know gamers in terms of news and everything going on in the world. But I just, I'm really interested to see here because I can't think of anyone right now in my immediate friends that has been playing non war zone call of duty regularly for the last 12 months. Like they might've gone and check out, checked out the last one when it came out for a couple of days or maybe in a week or two, but I feel like they just all relegated right back to Warzone eventually. Hasn't it been consistently on the charts though? Yeah. It always sells. Like that's the thing. They, there, there are people out there that still buy these games in droves. I just don't know anyone who plays them. And I guess it's just, you know, that's, that's a reminder to people like, Hey, just because it's not in your circle. Exactly. You know, like, <laughs> like we don't play Minecraft, but there is a huge base that mm. is playing Minecraft every single day. Uh, John and I played Minecraft Dungeons. That's, <laughs> we all three played that game. Thank you. No, you didn't. I don't remember that. Yeah, I don't, I don't recall that at all. I remember, I think we had a viewer that's like a bootleg wannabe attorney there played was with us. This guy named Platt. And <laughs> if everyone yeah. wants to know when my back issues began, it was when me and Platt put two people on our what kidding kidding (laughs) what my eyes just got big yeah what yeah but uh that does it for uh news so i think it's time um chris is gonna i don't know he's gonna say something and we're gonna go with it i guess i have to ask if this is a good time to wrap it up i want to go first and say never What? Emails! Electronic mail from the future. All the way from the
John, are you okay? <laughs> right? He's just trying to do the frozen. I was thing. hoping y'all would think I was frozen. <laughs> no, your your hands were moving and you were breathing. That kind of threw it off. Just saying. So here's the deal. This is the part of the show where we read emails. We got one we're going to highlight today uh, from weeklygameschat at gmail.com. So if you want to maybe get us to read one of yours, that's where you got to send it. We do have an email section in Discord, and there's two there that we're going to highlight. One, either Chris or I have to read because it's from a very special listener. You. Uh, no. I'll read it. Yeah. Yeah. So that means either, okay, so John or Chris is going to read the one from Gmail. Then the other is going to read the other one in Discord, and I'm going to read the one that I just highlighted. So whoever wants to read Panda's email, go ahead. Hello again, John, Sean, and Chris. Hi. Hi, what's up? I finally listened live. That's what's up. After listening to the show for so long, I finally listened live. Everybody should. That's what's up. Also, I finally got Assassin's Creed. (laughs) I'm still playing it. (laughs) Man, he's just doing everything here because I also just bought a PC. I've been using a 2013 Mac. Thoughts and prayers on that. Wait, like gaming on that thing? Right. For years and decided to get a PC since I have a Game Pass Ultimate, but my Xbox stopped working. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. Hey, guys, what are your top five games? Also, I pre-ordered the Nintendo Switch OLED. So there you go. We answered who's buying the Switch OLED. Apparently, it's uh, and possibly me if I see one. Right. Thanks again for the best podcast. Hey, thank you, Hyper Panda. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's a very simple one. I'll start. I'll start. You got five? He's going to go Dishonored. Dishonored Dishonored 2. Dishonored 1. Dishonored Death of the Outsider. That doesn't count. That's a a standalone game. Uh, (laughs) Dishonored DLC Part 1. Uh, this, this is BS. The Knife of Dunwall. This is so Dishonored BS. DLC 2, The Brigmore, which is... Dear Ubisoft, so, go Chris, ahead I don't know if you're going to go this way with me. We we did do a... Po- I'm not trying to deflect, but I'm, I'm being honest. We did a podcast on our top, I think, top five games of all time at one point. Hi, I, I remember... remember my, they were. You got your five? I don't remember. Hi. I remember um, my top one, and I think I know Chris's top one. Um, and I think I, maybe I know my second. Hi, uh, Chris from Weekly Games Chat. I hate to tell you from the archives that uh, those don't exist, unfortunately, anymore. Oh, we probably God. we probably should make that the uh, oh, no. the upcoming. We do it again. Yeah, we we might have to redo it for four hundred and think this up. But hey, for that's, the time not, thing, that's not a bad idea. But oh God, in, that in, one did, that one got Thanos. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, in no particular order right now, um, Mass Effect Two, Witcher Three. Super Mario Bros. 3. Um, hmm. I can't pull two out of the hat right now, but those are three that are definitely there. Probably the top three. I only know what my top one is right now, honestly. Uh, that would be Super Mario World. It's my favorite game ever. There you go. Ever. Not a bad one to pick. Like a lot ever. better than <laughs> Death of the Outsider. Yeah, I don't know what... But uh, I, I'm gonna think about that, oh, and maybe in an upcoming uh, Bioshock. I don't, maybe 350. We do 400. Bioshock Infinite. Like there you go. There's the R2. Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite. That works. Yeah. I know I'm gonna have a Zelda title in there. You know. Link to I just past? have to think about all the games I ever played. Well, and then you... this is where the joke is, and you're finished. I suck, suck my. <laughs> um, Horizon Zero Dawn's <laughs> on the list for you now. Yeah, that game's that game's amazing. Let's be honest. <laughs> uh, so now. 
John, you get to go over to Weekly Games Chat on our Discord in our email section, and you get to read the email from Cosmic. Okay? Because I'm going to read the one from a very special listener. Mm. Or at least an email or a Discord hangouter. What are you doing with that listener on the side? Oh, what happened? You have <laughs> right, to say I that got it right here. What uh, what fighting have you pl- what fighting have you played, if any, and what are your favorite? I really love fighting games, by the way, but I also know not everyone's into it, especially other people sure. my age, which is around eighteen. Good Damn. show is always to good show always good show good show as always. To thank you for reading my email, if you do. <laughs> Sean, hey, you're very welcome. What have I told you to make sure you turn off John and rest him in between shows so that he doesn't have those moments? And that that that, that joke died. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. Uh, for me, man, I'm old school, right? I'm older than 18, and so for me, my best fighting game ever is probably like Street Fighter 2, if I'm being honest. For me, and uh, then of course it had a bunch of different variations. Uh, there are going to be a lot of people that come from a genre of, or, or I should say a time frame that are going to pick Mortal Kombat. That's fair. I believe newer folks are going to pick games like Smash Bros. Right? It makes That's sense. Uh, but I think I have to say Street Fighter 2, uh, give me uh, Colonel Guile and watch for a Sonic Boom. And Sonic uh, Boom. I hope you pick Ken or Ryu and let's do this. I... Uh... I always will pick Marvel versus Capcom too, just for solid. That, that solid menu music. Gonna take poo poo ride. Um, <laughs> can't ever get it, but I mean, just spamming people with Doctor Doom and seeing the rage that would ensue if if someone did that was always fun at the arcade. But uh, other ones from back in the day, really liked Soul Calibur, really liked um, Guilty Gear, uh, and even virtual fighter just because it had the uh, guy that was basically a play off of um, the uh, drunken warrior or whatever that Jackie Chan used to do. We have a, a good friend Dex uh, over on or Twitch virtual. chiming in killer instinct, killer instincts up there. Yeah. What's his favorite? I, I uh, right. I drew a blank. I didn't even think about killer instinct, but yeah, that is pretty solid. Uh, the game that John and I played, it's not considered a fighting game, but he destroyed the air in it. So I at least got to see some fighting in that game. So I'm just telling you right now, if John's ever in a fighting game, stay away from him. Uh, one you more. Look e- out if you're playing me with. If you're playing me in Clay Fighter, it's over. It's over. It's over. Hey, nobody said that game from Nintendo where you have long arms and you punch. I wonder why. All right. Hey, that game's pretty good. Here we go, Nintendo fanboy for life. Uh, finally, an emails this week. We have one from username Thimbles. Oh, no. And Thimbles writes, <laughs> What? Dear WGC crew, I have a simple question. Can you please make Spooky Pookie stop singing the quote, It's been a while. It's been a while. Every wow. time I say anything, even semi-related to that, it is exhausting trying to find creative wording. That won't make him sing that. Signed, his would-be eternally grateful wife, Hearts. <laughs> Is this where like it pops down that there's a sign that just says intervention, <laughs> and well, she walks out. This this didn't end. Mm-hmm. Uh, Punkhead promptly 
uh, put a video. It's kind of like a gif of Aaron Lewis and Stain singing the song. Yeah. Uh, our good friend Acid Sugar chimed in uh, during the recording of the show and said, not going to happen. I do the same thing. It's Sean's fault. Long time ago. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Just randomly oh, yeah. under his breath went, Um, but we do have some breaking news this is live on the show thimbles has just now posted an update but but me so she's saying me like it's her seven years ago i the hubs it's been a while wait come back that's an example what were you saying It's been a while. while. Wait, wait, wait. Come back. What? (laughs) I love it. I love it. Um, So there was some, I went to the merch idea area earlier this week or last, and I I said something, and and there were some people, um, speaking of acid sugar, he had at one point wanted listeners to say, hey, give us some ideas for merch. And there were some people that wanted something that's got to say, it's been a while. (laughs) It's got to be on something. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how that plays out. But, uh, if you wanted to be a part of discord and, and see that email and be in our community, uh, I got good news for you. We have a Twitter page. I know that can get confusing for all of us boomers out there, Twitch and Twitter and all these things, but on our homepage at weekly games chat on Twitter, there is a, uh, pinned tweet. There was, uh, there was someone this week who kind of scared me. I talked to Chris and, and I told Chris this person said that the uh, the link wasn't working. Chris tried it out and said, eh, probably a user error. Yeah, I if, agree. Um, a listener, whoever you are, if you're listening, if you're still having trouble getting through the link, message us directly, and I'll create a separate one, a one-time user, one for you. So, so yeah, uh, I, I sent you a, a link, so I hope you joined. I sent you one by yourself. Okay. Well, there you um, go. Just, yeah, I tightened that on up. I did the good deed, as they say. Um, so there are no new followers or anything else I want to highlight for this week. Um, I think we're good on that. Yeah, we should be good. Just I just want to remind you uh, once again, if you want to send an email, weeklygameschat at gmail.com. If you want to be a part of our Discord, it, the easiest way is to get the link that's on uh, Twitter. This is starting the music, so I get nervous. It's fine. We do this every week. This has been episode 322, and thank you in advance for wherever you get this podcast and listen to it. If there is a spot for a review, please leave us a review so folks like yourself can indeed find us. Uh, boys, anything else to add? We're good to go? I got nothing. All good. All good. Thumbs up. That's what's up. Also, if you want to see us, twitch.tv backslash weekly games chat. You can see this recording. At this time every week, I look at Chris and John, and I tell my buddies... Game on, buddies. Game on, John. Game on, Sean. (laughs) I love it. And also, at this point, say my tagline. And that is, peace out, everybody. Your mom's box. I'm going to say my tagline now, right now. Okay.